Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 109, where we're discussing Happily Ever After from season 6 of Lost. So, uh, where to, Mr. Hume? Just drive, George. Mr. Hume. Yes? My name is Daniel, Daniel Widmore. We need to talk. Look, uh, Mr. Widmore, um... Dan, please, call me Dan. Mr. Widmore's my father. Dan, um, look, if, if this is about Charlie Pace not being able to perform with you, I'm... I'm very sorry. Do you believe in love at first sight, Mr. Hume? Excuse me? First time I saw her was walking through this museum a few weeks ago. She she works there. She was on her lunch break. She's eating a chocolate bar. She has these incredible blue, blue eyes, red hair. And as soon as I saw her, right, right in that moment, it was like... It was like I already loved her. And that's when things got weird. That same night after I saw that woman, I woke up and I wrote this. So what is it? I'm a musician. I have no idea. So I took it to a friend of mine at Caltech. He's a math whiz. He said, this is quantum mechanics. He said, these equations are so advanced that only someone who'd been studying physics their entire life could have come up with them. So, so what do they mean? Okay, imagine, imagine something terrible is about to happen, something catastrophic. And the only way to stop it from happening was by releasing a huge amount of energy. Like setting off a nuclear bomb. You want to set up a nuclear bomb? Just listen. What if this, all this, what if this wasn't supposed to be our life? What if we, we had some other life? For some reason, we changed things. I don't want to set off a nuclear bomb, Mr. Young. I think I already did. Listen, mate, um, I don't know what any of this has to do with me. So, why did you ask my mother about a woman named Penny? It happened to you, too, didn't it? You felt it. I don't know. I don't know what I felt. Yes. You do. You felt love. That's impossible because I don't know anything about this woman. I don't know. I don't know where she is. I don't even know if she exists. She is. 
She's an idea. No, Mr. Young. She's my half-sister. And I can tell you exactly where and when you can find her. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 109 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we're discussing Happily Ever After from season six of Lost. And as you might have noticed, we did not record an episode for the package. And that's because I was throwing a little baby fit. Um, I was uh, <laughs> I was not super excited about that episode. And at, at the point that it was over, I had pretty much said the only useful um, valid piece of information that came out of that episode is that Desmond was brought back to the island. Yeah. And um, but now after, you know, thinking about it a little bit longer, there were a couple of other interesting things, especially in terms of our alternate timeline people or our parallel right. timeline people and getting to know more about Sun and Jen and their circumstances. But as far as moving the story of the show forward, it felt like one of the lightest episodes since Jack's tattoo episode. Uh, it just did not feel like there was a whole lot of depth there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there wasn't a lot of depth. It wasn't nearly as bad as a Jack tattoo episode, but (laughs) it was, uh, it was just kind of, it seemed very, um, for this stage in the game, it seemed very, very pointless. Yeah. And it was almost the entire thing was just to set up this week's episode. Of course, it's going to be important later on that we know a little bit more information about Sun and Jen in our parallel timeline, but they could have at least made a little bit more interesting things go on in that timeline. Um, right. And I was just so upset about it. I decided we would just uh, lump together our few little thoughts into this episode and do them both at once. So without further ado, we'll do that. So the package, a couple of comments or uh, thoughts that I had. Um, one that I really liked the on island stuff. It was very much kind of revisiting the season one territory with sun in her garden um, and all that stuff. Very much felt like an old episode, which I liked. Definitely. And um, for some reason, Sun is no longer able to speak English, which Jack says is some sort of medical condition. But I'm wondering if this is going to end up playing in to this whole parallel timeline thing, especially in light of the episode Happily Ever After and the stuff that we learned in it. Do you think that will become a major point in in the show as we go forward? I mean... I think that I think that's probably the to me I think that's the most obvious thing. I mean I mean uh, don't, don't you think that that's kind of the the way they're pushing? Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know if they're they're simply saying that she lost her ability to speak because of, you know, this event that happened, which I can't even remember now what happened she, to her. Was she like just knocked out by Locke? Uh I think she went to turn around and run. Yeah, and she ran into the tree or something. Tree, yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. So basically, they're just trying to say that because she did that, something happened in her head that caused her to forget how to speak English. And yeah. I'm I'm wondering if something else happened um kind of similar to our events in this episode to where she's almost creating sort of a connection with her parallel timeline self who doesn't yeah. seem to know how to speak English. Yeah, that because uh, this whole time I thought that you know I assumed that she did know how and she was just still playing it off, right? But maybe she doesn't really in this in the other timeline. Yeah, you know. So we'll, I, I, I think, we'll find out very soon. Yeah, but, very soon. We yeah. better. Yeah. 
So Locke approaches her and, of course, tempts her with the prospect of being reunited with Jen, but she refuses. That was sort yep. of an important point from the episode. <laughs> and uh, in the alternate timeline, Sun and Jen are not married, but they are together. They do have a relationship, and they're trying to hide it from Sun's father, but, of course, he finds out. Yeah. And and to me, I was glad to see that they are actually together yeah, in the me alternate too. timeline. It wasn't just you know his boss's daughter traveling with him. It was somebody that, you know, yeah. they had a relationship, which was good. Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> I was kind of bummed to think that they weren't s- together and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And uh, But it, it definitely, I think that was kind of cool, actually, to see that he was able to, he was still employed with her dad, but uh, he didn't have that leverage at mm-hmm. the at you know they could they had this relationship, but he didn't. They didn't have that leverage. So who knows what Jin had to do up until this point? Yeah. Maybe nothing like he used to have to do. Right, like maybe his position with her father is nothing like it was in the previous right. timeline. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and, and I, you can kind of assume based on today's the the information from our last episode that this reality, this parallel timeline, is all about these characters getting. I guess what they wanted out of life or something, what they most wanted. Um, And so it could be that that was a big part of what made their relationship so strained was, you know, son's father and his influence on their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I, you know, the reference reference back to the whole flight and said something to the effect, you know, she's like, you tell me button up my shirt. How about now? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was kind of laughing about it. You know, it was like, well, you know, who knows? People would have thought we were together. So, you know, but he wasn't being, when I saw that in the plane, I was like, oh man, he's that old gin, you uh-huh. know? But he was just trying to play it off that they weren't together. And, you know, uh, right. so I thought that was kind of cool even to see that side. Yep. That was cool, actually. I mean, they really fixed the problem that I have with the sun and gin and the parallel timeline. Yeah, and, and them seeming like really cold and like the old son and Jen, but yep. that was one good thing about the whole the bedroom scene was that it brought that relationship back. It felt yeah, it like the new son and Jen who have fixed all their problems um, instead of being back to square one again. Yeah, definitely. So that was cool, and of course, one big thing that I'm not really sure why it's such a big mystery, but it seems like it is the fact that Mikhail was the one that escorted son to the bank. Um, and why he has a place in this alternate timeline. We haven't seen anything from Mikhail in so long. I had yeah. almost forgotten about him. Why does he have a prominent position in this uh, parallel timeline? I really don't know. I mean, it, it kind of felt out of place to me because I just I didn't expect to see him ever again. Yeah. Um, and it just it kind of seemed like they were needing a bad guy and he fit the, you know, Mm-hmm. He kind of fit the bill, and they threw him in there. But I don't know. I don't know if it's bigger than that. Probably is, but I mean, it just it did kind of seem awkward for me. Yeah, it'd be most- interesting if it is important that they didn't just bring him in because he was an yeah. old face that they could reintroduce. It'd be right. kind of nice if he has a purpose for being there. Um, which he didn't get killed in the episode, did he? I can't remember. Uh, we'll see. Um, I know Kimi died and Kimi's men, but I couldn't remember what happened to Mikhail after he took her to the bank. Well, he came back into the 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 um, restaurant or whatever that place was, uh-huh. and he realized the other people were 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 dead, and um, I think Sun shot him and killed him. Okay, maybe you're right. I can't even remember, remember now. Remember because <laughs> she he he was standing there and he was about to about to kill Jen and and she shot him. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. So, no, there won't be any more Mr. McHale, I guess, then. And, of course, Sun is pregnant in the alternate timeline, uh, which is just interesting to note. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we see Jen being held captive in the Room 23 that we saw before when Carl was being held there, and uh, they were playing all of the subliminal messages over the video yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um but there wasn't really that anything that interesting to come out of that. It's like they just showed us this the same room again uh, to remind us that it existed. Now, I don't know if that's because it's going to become important again or if it was just, again, an old you know location they could revisit. Um, but one interesting thing about that is uh, I forget the woman. The woman who's working with Widmore comes in. She has this map that kind of shows these pockets of electromagnetism on the island. And so... It was exciting to me that the show is starting to go back towards the scientific element. Um, yeah. We're taking a break from the Jacob and, you know, Man in Black stuff. And it is still important to Widmore, at least. Uh, something electromagnetic you know, magnetic related is important to Widmore, which is so exciting to me because uh, I'm getting really tired of the mythology yeah. um, Jacob stuff. Uh, so yeah, that definitely. was very, I, very exciting. Yeah, it's cool to see that come back around for sure. And then, of course, uh, finally, Desmond is brought back to the island by Widmore, which is a great introduction to the next section, which is happily ever after. With the time out real quick, one thing we do got to just talk about just real quick was just the fact that that um, son did get shot in the stomach, um, which... Holy cow, yeah. That's a big deal, I think. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, you when <laughs> I was I was uh, my baby fit. <laughs> yeah, Kimi or whatever his name was, Le- leukemia, whatever. Leukemia. Uh, he was uh, that guy is awful. I hate him. I like him. Fit. I like him. You like him? I mean, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's a likable bad guy, but he's such a bad bad guy. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah. you just like oh, uh, but <laughs> uh, I mean, he plays the role perfect. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, he he shot him or shot her. So that's right. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that affects this, you know, child or, or, or you know, or what. And and if I remember right, was that pretty much where the episode ended before Desmond yeah. was shown? Yeah, it was. He was based, or Jen was sitting there with her. She had just been shot. And where did they go from there? Was that it? He picks her up and takes her, starts taking her out. Okay. She tells yeah. him, I'm pregnant. <laughs> okay, that's whenever she told him yeah. she was pregnant. Okay. Yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgot about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. I just want to just figure out to let you know. Okay. Well, today's episode, or yeah, Tuesday's episode, I was very, very excited about, um, you know, as compared to uh, the package, which I didn't like very much. Um, to me, this was another huge answers episode, or maybe not quite full answers, but they gave us some huge hints as to where we're going and what these this alternate timeline really means. Yeah. And so yeah. that was incredibly exciting to me. Um, Definitely. The first point that I wanted to bring out, we will not be doing a recap of the entire episode, people, uh, just so you know. Hopefully that doesn't bother <laughs> you. From what I hear, most people don't like to have the episode kind of talked back to them right. anyway. Yeah. So we'll just instead pick up on the points that we pulled out of the episode and maybe bring this thing in under an hour for a change. So Desmond's specialness, which we've talked about many times before, but we never had any hard um, facts to support that other than Faraday telling us about 
um, right. how Desmond was somehow special. That is mm-hmm. all confirmed by Widmore. You know, him bringing him to the island and doing this test and actually saying that he's the only one to survive a huge, you know, electromagnetic event um, was a big thing to me. Um, now, right. what I'm trying to wrap my head around is obviously the point of that test was not to confirm that Desmond was special. Widmore already knew that. So right. Widmore was trying to do something else, which I'm not sure if it's um, make Desmond connect with this alternate timeline, if that was his goal, or if there's something <laughs> else we haven't seen yet. What do you think is the point of that test? What do you think Widmore is trying to use Desmond to do? Um, you see, I was, cause I'm kind of was trying to figure the whole thing out too. Cause obviously he knew he was, he was, um, special, but at the same time mm-hmm. as he goes, if I, if I'm right in what I think I, in the way I think I'm right, you have nothing to worry about, right? you know, but you know, I, I was trying to think of like what he would gain other than his full cooperation, yeah, which you know he yeah. seemed kind of stunned that he would, he got it that easily. Uh-huh. But but I don't know. I it, I mean, it's almost like he knew that he was going to go see what he saw and come back and be fully ready to do whatever Woodmore needed yeah. to do. Well, that's my thinking. My thinking is that the goal was not just to get Desmond to you know go along with what he wanted him to do. I think right. that Woodmore was going to accomplish his goal whether Desmond wanted to or sure. not. Um what I'm wanting to know is what the things that Desmond experienced and the fact that he went into this parallel timeline and all this stuff, um, what that has to do with Widmore's goal and what that has to do with saving everyone. Cause you know, Widmore talked about if they didn't do this, that everyone was gone. What does right. it have to do with this parallel timeline? What is his goal? And I don't know that I have any clues but I feel like yeah, we were given a huge piece of the puzzle with this episode. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like there was something there, but I, I'm having a hard time figuring it out for myself. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, I just don't see the his his you know benefit at this point. What what that all was about? I mean, I really yeah. I don't know if um, he you know he had a test. De- I mean, once again, we we know that Desmond was able to do what he was able to do, mm-hmm. and I think that Widmore knew that, but. If he had a testing, because what he seemed like whatever he's going to have to do and requires that type of ability to jump back and forth and do whatever he needs to do, right? You know, maybe go tell these other this other group that they have to come back to the island or yes, whatever, right? You know, yeah, that's and, that's where I'm going with it. Is that yeah. this was a test to see if if somehow Desmond could interact? Now what now what the part that I get confused with is did. Obviously, the Desmond and the parallel timeline didn't realize that he was a part of a test. Yeah, that was a little strange Ever. for me because the other time he jumped, he did. Yeah, he knew he knew exactly what was going on. It almost drove him crazy. This right. time, it's kind of like he got to see pieces of it over time. Um, right. He started off, had no clue what was going on. By the end of the episode, he was freaking out because he had yeah. seen sort of glimpses at this other reality. And that's another thing. I mean, this... Um, this totally blows away the idea that this alternate reality exists separately from the reality right. we've seen. So this isn't we, a different I version. I think you and I have thought that the whole all, all the time. Though, yeah, I'm really know? glad that's the way it's going. Yeah. Um, yeah. That these people are the same people that we've known all along, 
they mm-hmm. just don't realize that they experience those things. Right. They, at least that's the way it seems. But right. why is that? Why is it that they have kind of these hidden experiences that are kind of, you know, deep inside of them and these certain little um, events or experiences that happen in their parallel lives or the parallel timeline bring those back to light? I want to know what the heck brought these people that we're seeing now in this parallel timeline to where they're at with these kind of memories hidden inside of them. Yeah, I, that's that's I mean that's a huge obviously that's one of the largest mysteries left in, you know in the show. It's yeah. but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you know you look at it and I we've looked at it the whole while and I and I, I kept saying I believe that there's some type of like almost um deja vu type yeah. feelings going on, you know. Uh-huh. But now it's starting to be affirmed, but the thing is is like that to me means that both of these things actually happen to that person. Mm-hmm. Somehow one's forgotten and the other one's, you know, going yeah. on. Right. But I, I don't get it yet. I mean, well, I don't have, I don't, I don't know if there's enough information out there to get, but here's my partial theory. Um, okay. We talked about before how all this parallel timeline stuff we're seeing is actually a look into the future after yeah. all the Island stuff is done and over with mm-hmm. that. These people will be kind of spat out of this whole experience um, never knowing that it happened in the first place. They'll land right. just as if the plane never crashed. And I'm wondering if we're seeing glimpses of that. Um, and kind of meanwhile, we have this parallel story that's coming, getting ready to smash into that story. That's um, Desmond going to kind of time traveling or almost parallel universe traveling to this other group of people to kind of right. reawaken that experience, to remind them of what they experienced or something. Yeah. And if that's somehow like if the forgetting of the knowledge of, if they forget the experiences they had, maybe that has something to do with why everyone will die. And that his job is to reawaken those experiences within everybody to keep the world from ending. And that's what Widmore is trying to do. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be, uh, that'd be interesting if they could pull, yeah, pull that off. That'd be awesome. I think that would be pretty awesome. I mean, if if the point, if Widmore's goal is to jump into this other universe, this parallel universe, and remind these people of what actually happened. Um, for some, and somehow that saves everyone on the planet, or you know, whoever these people are that are in danger of dying. That would be pretty awesome in my book. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It'd be kind of it'd be because what if he, you know, they they jump over there and like all of them have to make a decision to, you know, to come back, you know, knowing what they know now with their mm-hmm. lives and what they know in the past. I mean, it's like maybe they would have to go back, you know, as a group again. Yeah. But that, that's part of, you know, that's part of it. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be pretty crazy though. Yeah. And it, and it makes sense. It seems like they're gearing up to where Desmond and Charlie both felt like this, this reality they had forgotten that they were kind of getting glimpses of was so much the- better it was the exactly. real it was kind of the truth that they were after. Yep. So if Desmond can like kind of awaken that and all of those people and um make them kind of thirst for that truth, then they've all got a reason to go back to that island. Especially exactly. especially if Desmond or Charlie realize or Faraday even 
or uh, I guess it's Widmore now. Yeah. Um, if he realizes, hey, you know, we've got to get this group of people together, maybe even Eloise Hawking or Widmore, whatever it is, maybe she is even responsible for getting everyone together just like before uh, yeah. to get them back to that island for some reason. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I wondered, you know, looking at Eloise, like she was so adamant about like, you know, it's she knew what he was doing. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, <laughs> She, yeah, which was really cool. But the thing is, is like she says he's not ready. Yeah. You know, but it almost seems like that that case, then Widmore and Eloise would be at different sides of, you know, like because obviously Widmore thinks he's ready because he sent him mm-hmm. both from the island and in that. Well, life. but this was just a test. Remember that. This wasn't True. actually supposed to be the execution of Widmore's plan. It was just a test. So she's saying it's not time for you yeah, to. This, yeah, this do isn't. It. We'll do this in round two. This is round one. Relax. We'll see you later. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But man, the, the um, let's see. I'll go on and go down my list here. Of course, you know Faraday is now known as Daniel Widmore. So again, I don't think this stuff is meant to be a mystery. I think this is just no, that's kind of pretty. I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, it was yeah. always Daniel Widmore, but he just didn't know it. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think there are little subtle differences in this reality just because there need to be some differences from sure. the old reality. I don't think there's supposed to be any mystery around why things are the way they are in terms of people's names and their relationships. It's just supposed to be similar enough to the way it was before, but a little different. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, like, with that whole situation there, I mean, there's to me, there's zero room for misunderstanding. I mean, because that... I mean, Daniel was always, you know, Widmore's son. But I don't know why he was named Faraday in the other reality. Because I don't think he knew his dad before. Oh, okay, okay. You know, Eloise raised him. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's any mystery or anything. I just wasn't sure. Um, I think some people were trying to dig for more information about you know, the difference in the relationship between Daniel and Penny and this reality versus the way it was sure. before. And I don't think there's meant to be anything there. Um, that no, you know just what's different inter- to be different. In, yeah, I, I, I think so. But what's interesting is to think about this. Okay, Eloise and Whitmore both were on the island, right? Mm-hmm. Before. Right. Whitmore was told to leave. Right. But Eloise stayed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there, to, to me... Widmore and Eloise have always kind of been at opposites. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, other than the fact they had some type of relationship, they've kind of been at, like, odds. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's different in this reality or whatever you want to call it or world or whatever. They're still married. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It seems seems a little too, I mean, because that's completely different, you know. And, 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 and before, you know, I think... Eloise sent Dan back to be sacrificed for the island. Right. You think that Widmore and her always have had this thing going between each other? I think or? that there's definitely, I get the sense that Widmore and Eloise are kind of the people who have the entire big picture in mind. Like they know exactly what's going on. They understand this whole reality shift that's going on. They understand these alternate timelines and they're almost like the constant for the two timelines. They, they're mm. fully aware of what's going on in both realities. Um, now, Widmore, not so much in the parallel reality. He didn't really right. seem to hint that he knew anything, but right. definitely Eloise did. True. 
Well, and Widmore made the comment alluding to the fact that he did know that Dan was sacrificed to the island. He said, you know, I lost my son to this island. That was on, on the island, right? Before, Yeah, that was yeah. on the island. So yeah. he had knowledge mm. of what Dan was doing, even though he wasn't a part of his life. Yeah. True. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just trying to tie up some loose ends here, but it just, there is something going on there, and I don't, I don't know exactly what it is yet. Yeah, but I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting to information overload mode here, where sure. I mean, it, I almost forgot that Daniel was killed. You know, and it's just like, it's getting crazy now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just now remembered that you know Daniel was shot by his mom, and all this stuff. Yeah. So there's so much information, and. um I'm having a hard time keeping it all straight. Oh, but. yeah. I was just thinking about the conversation that maybe when she had her conversation with uh, Desmond the first time, it'd be interesting to kind of recap that. Yeah, no doubt. You know, what now the implications of that conversation was. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, and it's it's interesting, too, that, you know, obviously this episode is very much like flashes before your eyes um, and, the, yeah. and the kind of experience Desmond had. And even with sure. Eloise Hawking kind of being the guide through that. Um, and I just think it's, what's really exciting to me is that Eloise is still a big player in all of this. She still yeah, really knows exactly what's going on. That conversation with her and, and Desmond at the little party they were getting ready for was really cool. The, the kind of hint that she knew exactly that, that there was a mystery here that he was yeah. going to solve, but he wasn't ready to solve it yet. Uh, that was really exciting. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. The the whole part with Desmond, you know, f- realizing that Penny existed and that he loved her, but he had never met her, was really awesome. And, and when he actually yeah. got to meet her, was just awesome stuff. Um, the scene with Desmond and Charlie in the car going into the water and then, you know, Charlie putting his hand on the glass and Je- Desmond kind of having his first flash and realizing yeah. that... There was another reality. I had chills for like 20 seconds straight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that these people are the same people was huge. Um, yep. That they're not people who never landed on the island. They're not people that have no knowledge of the experiences on that island. So it takes away the fear that I had about it cheapening one of the two, you know, right. versions of each person. That the jack off the island is the same as the jack on the island. Um, but we don't really understand how yet. We're just waiting to get that piece of the puzzle to fill in the mystery here. Definitely. Well, let's see here. Um, of course, Dan, the whole scene with Dan and Desmond was really awesome. I, that's the sound clip we had at the beginning of the episode. Um, I should have written down the whole conversation um, because the fact that Daniel was a musician and not a physicist but had this kind of dream and produced these mm-hmm. physics notes based on that dream. Um, and the outcome of that conversation being that he remembers blowing up the bomb um, seems like it's a huge piece. Yeah. But I don't know why yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, to me, it's like we've been talking about. I mean, it's completely confirms that this dude was a genius, yeah. you know, that regardless of what he thinks he is, I believe he really is 
the other person. Uh-huh. And kind of what the opposite of what Richard Alpert said, that all this is fake. You know, yeah. I think that what they're experiencing outside of the island is the false reality. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and because really, I mean, that inside him, I mean, he is his genius, but he's just starting to get the sense that he was his person or is this person. Right. You know, but that, I mean, I think that's pretty amazing and awesome uh, to yeah. see. And now he he makes the comment that let's see if I can piece it together here. That um, releasing a huge amount of energy to sort of course correct an event, if I remember mm-hmm. right, basically by releasing a huge amount of energy, they change, they alter the direction of the reality, and that yeah. he thinks that's what they did. Um, it kind of brings back the whole incident, the whole bomb explosion, which I kind of thought was in the past and didn't really matter anymore. And makes you well, yeah. wonder if it's actually more important than we realized. It's almost oh, like... I, I, to me, I think it's exactly why they are where they are. Right. But I don't understand why yet. I don't quite well, get the science no, of... No, I mean, I don't think we have that, all that. But I think he said a big chunk of it is that when he, when he let that energy off, it mm-hmm. changed the direction of their future. Right. You know, like literally, like, if I mean, if, if I am thinking about you have, you have a line and if, you know... It gets if wind hits it or something blows it, it blows it in a direction and it continues to go. You know, right. like like it kind of course corrected their lives and pushed them in a whole different way than what they were, but they still are those same people. You yeah. know, so I, I mean, definitely, I I think it's going that's going to be huge, 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 huge. Yeah, and Lostpedia says that he tries to explain to Desmond that it's that it's like something catastrophic was about to happen. And the only way to stop it was to release a huge amount of energy, such as exploding a nuclear bomb. He rhetorically asked whether this life was not meant to be our life and that there was another life. And for some reason, we changed things. So this is saying the decision to blow up the bomb was wrong, Yep, that they should have stayed on the island just as they were before. And by exploding it, they created this alternate dimension or alternate reality that they're all living in now, that it's not their real life. It's the Big Bang Theory Part 2, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is big. I mean, that's, it's again, huge. and it readdresses the atomic bomb issue, which I kind of thought yeah. was the nuclear bomb issue, which we were, I thought we were done with. I didn't think really mattered anymore. Um, but the exploding of that bomb created the reality they're in now, and it's not, a, it's not a good thing. You're right. Well, that's kind of funny to me, though, that that you thought that that was done. Like, to me, that still was such a huge pinnacle. Well, okay. here my thinking was that, yes, the bomb created this alternate reality, but I was looking at it in terms of changing events. I wasn't thinking of it in terms of creating a new version of everybody. Um, Mm. Or wait a minute. I wasn't thinking of it in terms of creating this group of people who were living in a false world. I was thinking of it in terms of just changing the course of their lives before they crashed on the island. Um, and, gotcha. that, and that we were seeing um, a, a changed version of reality, not a new version of reality. If right, that makes right. any sense at all. I, I think, I, I think I know what you're saying. And I think, I, yeah, I mean, I could probably, I could buy into that, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that obviously, now we're seeing that it's completely almost the the sole reason for this other place 
Right. It's almost like um, we've heard all about the course correcting stuff in the past, and it's almost like they changed events so much that even the course corrected version of reality was totally messed up. It's like it could not compensate for all of the change that they caused. And that's why they right. have sort of a vision of the the true reality that yeah. they experienced in the past. Um, but I don't, I don't quite get it yet, but I do like that our off Island people, our flash sideways people are kind of a broken, they're not like normal people. They're kind no, of no. a broken version of our on Island people. Yeah. It just kind of blows my mind, though, because we're we're looking at a small group of people. So what does that mean yeah. for the rest of humanity? Yeah, that's what I don't get yet. That's, yeah. And I, okay, now this is one important side point. Um, Jorge Garcia, who's on Twitter, I think it was Twitter, maybe even Facebook, I forget, but posted a message that he had just read the series finale, the very final episode of Lost, and all he said was, wow. <laughs> Mm. And I got so excited. I was, yeah. oh man, I just, I, I get the feeling that my dream is going to come true and this show is going to be an absolute mystery until the last episode. Yeah. And it's going to kind of hit me in the face and I'm going to realize what the heck's going on. Yeah, And exactly. it's just going to throw us, you know, through a loop. Telling you, they're going to us, dude. Yeah, I hope so, man. There's yeah. no better way to end this show than to keep you guessing until the last five minutes of the series. And then all of a sudden, boom, hits you with the truth. Exactly. And floored. So. And the boom is is Jack Shepard waking <laughs> up from a dream from turbulence, and it was all a dream. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I am getting extremely excited. This episode yeah, was too. a big turn uh, for me just because of the absence of the Jacob and Man in Black stuff. Yeah. I'm still hoping for a scientific explanation of what's going on instead of this really weird, um, you know, mythology. That yeah, they've I think kind they'll of tie it together. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a mixture of both, uh-huh. you know, and I think it'll, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, maybe I have way too much faith but in, in these guys, but I just <laughs> yeah. believe it's going to be like, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to complain or whatever, but I really think right. it's going to have just an awesome ending. Right, right. Well, we've got a couple of voicemails here. Let me, let's get into those. All right. Hey guys, this is Devin, and um, I'm just calling in with a quick theory about why, or I don't know if it's a theory, but maybe an explanation why Louise Hawking or Louise Whittemore might know, still know all the things that she kind of, she kind of already did, and if the, if the uh, breaking off point for this reality, sorry, I'm walking to work, um, if the breaking off point for this reality is 1977, then she probably already had the journal that Daniel went back in time and died with. So she may already know all these things already happened. So in this reality, she decided not to push her son towards physics or whatever, because maybe she knew that he would end up dying in the process. Sorry, everyone. We had a problem with Skype, so we actually weren't able to get all of most of our voicemails. Apologize for that. But I did want to play that part from Devin's voicemail because it's a great point. Yeah. Assuming that this version of Miss Widmore um, still got Daniel's journal, you know, from the past that they would still, or she would still have that knowledge, that same knowledge that the alternate timeline version of herself had, mm-hmm. uh, cause she had the same information. So I wanted to play that, but hopefully next time we won't have any problems with Skype and you can send your voicemails into seven, six, five, four, three, nine, 4190. 
Or you can email your thoughts, questions, comments, theories to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. Anything else from you before we end out the episode? Um, just um, really like the second one. It's cool to see Charlie, you know, kind of get to that point where it wasn't about drugs for him no more again. Yeah. You know, he found his hope back in Claire and and uh, nothing else mattered to him, you know. Yeah, Claire that, and- that's a good point. Just uh, having the regular Claire back in the episode and not crazy Claire was a, oh my a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of hope that them bringing the two of them back uh, together and um, not all messed up from the on-island stuff um, might really help improve the situation a lot. Yeah. But next time, everybody, we'll be discussing the next episode, which I think they actually have the title out for that, but we won't say it just in case uh, you don't want to be spoiled. But we'll be talking about that next week on Wednesday or Thursday. Until then, hope you all have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are recorded every Wednesday. If you haven't already, please come to our website and become part of the community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Feel free to send your comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com or you can call our listener line at 765-439-4190. You can also follow us on Twitter at LMPodcast.